0: Hello and welcome to another Comics Pals film review. We've got a full house today. We've got Kale. What's up, Spider Dogs? Marco. Pio. And Tyler. I really like the Spider Cat. (laughs) And of course, I'm Sean. Uh, We are here to talk about arguably the most anticipated sequel in the history of comic book films. Of course, I am referring to none other than Batman and Robin.
1: Yes, let's go. You know what? Love this film. Can't get enough of it. Needed it.
0: Well, villain IV. You know how I know? You know how you guys should know I'm lying. I would never ever agree to do a podcast about that movie. Instead, we're here to talk about Across the Spider-Verse, the hotly anticipated sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Um this, of course, is, you know, the Miles Morales vehicle uh, that features just about every iteration of Spider-Man ever. Um, and if you love the character, then guaranteed there's something here in this film that will sate your uh, your Spider-Man uh, fandom because everybody is here pretty much. Um, phenomenal cast, top to bottom, Shameik Moore playing Miles Morales, Haley Steinfeld, Gwen Stacy, uh, Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara. The list goes on and on. Tremendous cast. But how good is this movie? That's what we're here to talk about. Before we get into that, of course, there is a game that we play here on every film review, and that's the Rotten Tomatoes game. These three are going to guess the critic score and the audience score for across the Spider-Verse, and we're playing by Price's Right rules, which means whoever gets closest to the actual score without going over will be the winner. So who wants to start us off?
2: You I know, you, Sean. I will. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm coming in hot. Critics,
3: I'm going to say, now I saw it a couple of days ago, it was a 97. I'm going to say it's gone down a little. I'm going to say 95. Now, the audience score,
2: I think, is also going to be stupid high. I'm going to say 94. Okay. I'm going to
1: say audience 95. You said 96 for critics?
3: No, I said 95 critics. Damn.
0: I'm going to say 94 critics. So it was 94 critics, 95 audience. Correct. Cool. Got it. I'm going to say 97
4: audience. And I'm going to say 93.
0: Wow. Okay. That was fast. You guys were ready with those. Uh, the answer is with a tomato meter uh, with, a, with four, 242 reviews and a tomato meter of 95%. That puts kale okay. right on the money for the tomato meter, but the audience score you guys. Well, everybody, but Tyler underestimated the audience because that, that was 97. So Tyler was on the money on that.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah. And so uh, the nature of the game, that means Tyler wins.
1: Wait, but they both, they were both on the money.
0: Well, kale went kale went uh, under on the audience score by three, whereas Mm -hmm. Tyler was only under on the tomato meter by two. And accurate oh. on the audience score, so he ah, just numbers. barely beat nice. it out.
1: Wow, wow. high 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 wow. grades from everybody. i I'm cool that that was the expectation.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, no one even sniffed the 80s. So, um, good job on that. Um, let's talk about the movie. We're not going to do spoiler free, so this is full spoilers. If you haven't seen it yet, um, and you care about the spoilers, you're probably not going to want to listen to the whole conversation um if you've seen it already stick with us or if you, of course if you don't care about the spoilers uh stick with us we're happy to discuss this film if you want to support the show patreon.com slash the comics pals is the best way to do that we go live to talk about comics and the news and the industry every single Saturday at 10.15 a.m. Eastern. On Thursdays, we have a show called Palace Polls 6 p.m. Eastern. That's where we review comics themselves. We've got a great Discord server with a great community. You should come hang out if you want to talk comics, films, anything, really. Um, We have great people there who are dying to chat with you. All right, let's talk Spider-Verse. I want to start because I did not like the first one very much.
1: That's right.
0: Yes. And that is probably one of the takes I've had, one of the opinions that I've had that people have um, disagreed with the most. Of course, Into the Spider-Verse was very popular. I'm cool with that. I came into this one willing to shed my feelings about the first to give this one a fair shake. And I think that for probably 60 to 70% of this movie, I was enthralled. Hmm. Um, I think that for the most part, I was amazed by the the voice acting. I thought the cast did a great job. Um, I was impressed by the balls of the writers and the director and the, the entire creative team to tell a story that, goes in so many different directions and has so many you know different characters and cameos and to do it in a way that feels very respectful for the most part um, of the source material and actually has something to say, in my opinion, about the source material, which is never the case, right? Like how many superhero movies do we see that actually have commentary about the comics? They, they don't really even care about the comics for the most part. So I appreciated that a lot as well. Um, and there were some sick, sick, Cameos. I cannot wait to talk more about Ben Riley, um, and his like look. But I did have a lot of problems with, um, the end of the movie and the way that the movie changes toward the end. But we'll we'll talk about that more. But that's my upfront opinion about it.
4: So what would you? Uh, I guess we give our scores at the end.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: I think I feel similar. Actually, I really enjoyed the first one. I think I really you know, got what you're supposed to get out of the first one. This one for me, uh
2: I think I think uh
3: I had a lot of trouble with the the meat of the movie. I liked what it had to say about Miles, yeah, but then like the engine of the story to me, I felt completely antithetical to Spider-Man.
0: And that, I don't disagree.
3: That really frustrated me.
0: Hmm. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that.
3: Yeah, I'll I'll leave it there. Uh also also uh I the the animation is a a visual feast, truly. Yeah. Uh but it is a constant barrage of I I s- still have a headache from Uh, like we just recorded the main show i saw it right before that and i am (laughs) suffering that's right right, yeah um so like if you're like prone to like visual issues or or you know lights and stuff it's i i i imagine there will be seizure warnings or whatever but heads up like
4: it's a lot Hmm. apparently there was a and i was reading online there's been an issue with a sound for a lot of screenings for people where a lot of the dialogue was not audible. Um, you guys didn't experience you know any of that, did you?
3: You know what's funny? I, <laughs> I think I might have caught a moment of lag. Oh, in, interesting. Uh, uh, a moment where like a building was collapsing, and I was like, "Wait, that's."
0: Yo, I thought I saw, I thought I had that same experience. That's so funny.
3: You yeah, you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Huh, that's kind of fucky." Like, I it, think it that's looked...
4: because they they play with frames per second a lot. Per character, so there's a yeah. lot of fighting frames, yeah, yeah absolutely for a lot of things, and I, I did just... notice it a lot more in this movie, yeah, because um, in the first crazy. one it was just like Peter and miles you could see you could maybe see a difference yeah. there. Um, this one's like, well, well we got to do that with a billion different Peters at once, so
1: yeah yeah, yeah that that plays different textures in the background, so there's just like a lot going on in the screen itself, so I can imagine that like from like a compression standpoint is being, like crazy
4: to even think about. Sometimes it felt like I was like, oh, man, is my PC strong enough to run this? You know, like, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> is my brain strong enough yeah. to run this? That's, um,
3: yeah, that's that's what that moment felt like. It was like, oh, somebody's computer just crashed. <laughs> um,
4: for, for me, um, I, I generally really like this movie, but I have like I've had friends ask me like, oh, do you like it? And my gut almost says I don't know yet um, because it's not done Mm. Uh, and i like and i don't like that um it, you mentioned the ballsiness of it Sean. like like it, in modern day to do this i think yeah. that is ballsy it is a hard cliffhanger mm-hmm. um our arcs aren't even done like it's not a clean yeah. cut at all yeah. um
0: fuck like, should I, we talk about that now like yeah well yeah well, right? well uh, marco yeah, yeah. why don't you give your your like upfront thoughts in the weekend. Cause I, I, I have to talk about that. I,
1: so I, I'm kind of, uh, I'm much higher on the the film. It sounds like than than you guys, I, it, everything about this worked for me, the animation, the character development, the story. Um, I, I had a blast just the entire time. And for me, I think, um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know as many of these characters should really like attach some sort of preconceived notion to how they act, or how they might manifest, or should you know, should manifest in the film. Um, so a lot of these, like uh, uh, Spider-Man Ninety Nine, like some of my first time really engaging with him outside of like some random stuff here or there we did for like this uh, the Spider Verse book club. Uh, so I, I took it at face value, and for me it worked. Um, I I love the characterization. I like how it felt. Like the good guy was kind of the bad guy, but with intention to do good. And that felt a little complicated. And um, that was different. And uh, I I appreciated the way that they managed to get that story told and how it's not done. I I love the ending as well. So everything about this was functional and energetic.
3: Can I I start? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Uh, Uh, To start the ending conversation, um, Marco and I were talking about the hard uh, cutoff, the hard cliffhanger is the word. Um, And he said, movies don't do that anymore. And I said, what are you talking about? We've had 10 years of superhero movies that do exactly that. They don't do it as well. Mm but almost every Marvel movie we have
0: is a to-be-continued. Okay. I'm glad you said that, because that's exactly what I want to tackle right now. Okay. So, so, to me, there's a big difference Mm -hmm. between a movie that has a clear-cut beginning, middle, and end that satisfies its arcs within that movie, right, but also leaves the door open for more, right? The Dark Knight has a sequel. It is not ended on a cliffhanger, right? The Empire Strikes Back has a sequel. It does not end on a cliffhanger. It ends in a very specific way. The heroes took an L. They they lost. The, the, that's the arc of that movie. Now, of course, they go on to win later, but that movie is complete. This movie does not feel complete. Why? Because none. Of the arcs that it establishes resolve they're not it's not clean they're they're, there it's intended for you to see the next one and if you don't i don't see how you could say you got a full experience out of this movie there there's no climax yeah there's no climax this is is edging the movie i
4: would say (laughs) the the clearest arc ending we get is maybe spider gwen and her dad um, because that kind of, mm-hmm. in a way, bookends the movie. You know, we start with a very long cold open with Spider Gwen, yeah. get her whole story, and it kind of like before we get to the real cliffhangery part of it, um, that kind of gets cleaned up. Um, so in a way, it, it it maybe fixes that story a bit. But in terms of like the Spider Verse, like it almost feels like I didn't watch a full movie.
2: Mm. And that's yeah. not
4: to say I didn't like it because I really did enjoy this. And I, and I bet once we get uh, beyond the Spider Verse as a whole, this is going to be phenomenal but i i I was left being like all right well uh, this where's the structure um Mm. like like i feel like the structure is there but i can't quite see it because i haven't seen the rest of it um so i don't even want to say i was frustrated because i don't think i think that's that feels negative i wasn't um it was cool hearing my art hearing the audience groan at the end you know my 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 screening everyone like screamed like no i heard one guy say um So this is what Star Wars fans feel like. I'm like, oh, yeah, welcome.
1: Dude, somebody in my theater should have just like, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) I was cracking up. So many people in in my audience were just like upset the moment it said to be continued.
4: And like I knew there was going to be a third one, but I didn't know it would be like a like it would be a a two parter. Really? Yeah.
0: Um, Everyone I went to see it with was turned off by the way that ended.
2: Damn.
0: Yeah, we were all like, "What the fuck was that?" Because it's not that it's not that what happens is bad, right? Like, no, I have so much to say about like Miles, you know, getting trapped in that alternate world and what that symbolizes and means. And I have yeah. so many thoughts. This movie made me think a lot, right? Yeah. But I still want my movies to do movie shit, you know, and I still I still want them to feel resolved and 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 like i guess maybe that's not fair for me as the as a low a lowly audience member to you know impose my beliefs about what a movie ought to be and do onto the creators who want to tell their story they have all rights to do that what i'm saying is i have the right to look at that and go eh, i don't know mm. you know i have the right to go hey maybe This movie was too stuffed. Maybe things could have been reworked because that chase between Miles and all the spider people was so long. We get two
3: uh, expositional
2: openings. Yeah, yeah. Was
0: that was an hour? Right. Like you couldn't you couldn't chop any of that to give the movie a cleaner resolution. It's hard for me to believe. And it's weird because
4: I felt the length of this movie. Yes. Yeah. Especially I, once, cause in my head I'm thinking of structure and I'm thinking of how the movie works. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like we're in buildup, but we've been here for a while. Yeah. And then, then that's when the cliffhanger, that's when the, the movie ends. Right. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I guess I was right in terms of the actual structure of the movie, but it's not the structure of a movie rather. It's structure of two parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the, the two openings, you get miles opening and you get Gwen's that really opens it. Um, I enjoyed both of them a lot. I love the character work in it. But again, it's just like, yeah, I was like, when, when are we getting to the, the plot here? You know, Man,
3: it was so much character work. Like mm. I, yeah. I, I liked Miles's mom a lot.
4: Yeah, I love it. I
3: don't need to know how much she loves her kid
0: this much. Like <laughs> I get it. Right, and I almost, like, I kind of feel like that's a story, and obviously they have more to say about Miles and his relationship with his parents, but I feel like so much of it played out in this movie that it's almost like you couldn't you know, separate that out a little more if you know you have two films, but I guess they're clearly trying to do something different in the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't
3: know. Yeah, and my my thinking was also that, you know, like Tyler said, you know, they sort of make it a Gwen film by framing it, you know, the beginning and then giving her a full arc, you know, Miles' whole story was in, into the Spider-Verse. And then it's all recapped in his exposition right at the beginning of this, which is really frustrating. But then I realized, like, also at the, the tail end, you know, when he gets stuck in this alternate dimension... You're slammed with all of that exposition that needs to be told right then and it needs to have that impact when when you realize, oh, wait a minute right right So I man, I'm conflicted about it like I, yeah, yeah. I like I, I felt it and there was a there was a point where I was like, all right, if this is still uh parental stuff, I'm just gonna go to the bathroom like. <laughs> <laughs> damn
1: I, I, I was right I didn't miss anything I it, it's interesting to, say, to hear that you guys felt the length like I didn't uh, uh, literally the the punch on the sandbag that for whatever reason I'm like oh hey like hold on a 2nd we you've been here a little bit I'm like is the movie about to end that's kind of crazy that'd be kind of crazy no way Like, uh, how close are we and, and then it just doesn't I'm like damn that uh, it, it upended my expectation enough that I, I took that so well and the pacing up to get to that point. Um, I, I took it as just like, well done storytelling. For me, I, I didn't feel that uh, issue with pace.
4: It's very and Empire not, Strikes Back of, of these. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
3: You're definitely not the first person I heard say that.
0: But, but Empire certainly feels complete. like complete. complete but you know there's like there's
4: like because like han is in kryptonite or not kryptonite a carbonite at that point you know so (laughs) hell yeah there are definite things and it's dire at the end too and whereas you know new hope it was just star wars before it had to be you know its own thing
0: but but you look at infinity war right you look at that and you go wow this is a movie that literally ends with half of life within all the whole universe gone most of our heroes, half of our heroes, gone, right? But you watch that movie, and you're resolved with the story that it was True, telling yeah. in that singular film. Yeah. You do not actually have to watch Endgame. You could just not. You would have a complete story. Hey, shit, Thanos won. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: That's it. Whereas you, you can't do... So that's why like, I reject the comparisons, because those movies resolve you know and this just doesn't and it's like man that shit was so hot i gotta wait i don't know i don't know if it's gonna be a year. i'm assuming 18. it's gonna be a year. yeah i gotta wait a year to see it resolve i i would have taken an extra hour the movie was two hours and 20 minutes yeah i feel like you could have reasonably cut you could you could maybe you could make an argument for 20 minutes being cut you cut twenty minutes and give me an hour and make a full movie out of it. I'm sold.
3: Shit, I'd say an hour. Damn. And I'm not saying that content was bad, right? Just that, yep. like, there's an editing to art. Uh, to, there's an art to editing.
4: I also wonder if the 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 artsy response to this is, oh, we wanted to make it feel like a comic book. You know, you gotta wait for the next issue. Uh, the comic book cuts aren't clean per per issue. You wait a month. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't yeah. think so. Or if it's Spider-Man, you wait, and you're only waiting like 2 weeks, so. Right. Well,
3: I I really feel like, you know, especially if you've been following the production of all this since into the Spider-Verse, you know, they you know, I think they really wanted to tell the full story. You know, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have split it if it wasn't worth it.
0: Right and it wasn't always split if i remember correctly yeah yeah that was a thing that they you know decided they needed to do um we will talk more about the ending i'm sure a little bit later but let's go all the way back to the beginning um we start as kale mentioned with this you know probably 20 minute open with that centers on gwen I really love that stuff. Um, Gwen, Gwen is a fantastic character. Um, it's wild to me that, you know, there's been more character development, uh, in my opinion, for Gwen Stacy, the, the like that character idea across the Spider-Verse movies than in the comics, in the sense that, like, the Gwen Stacy that we all know and love, what's her character development, really? She's a smart you know, girl that Peter dates and then dies. That's why Stan wanted to kill her. He's like, (laughs) where else can I go? So, but this version, you know, she has so much depth to her. She's very interesting and compelling. Um, I was hooked for all of that. At some point, I was like, where's Miles at? Like, I kind of want to, you know, I want to get to Miles. Um, But I do understand why this scene needed to be there. Why this sequence rather needed to be there. And I think it, um, it was
4: gorgeous. Like I, I was a fan of that spider that that early Spider Gwen book by Latour and Robbie Rodriguez. Yeah. And the way that they managed to make Gwen's universe almost look identical to some of those Robbie Rodriguez Rico Renzi covers <laughs> was impressive. Just the way that the color worked um, and color changed depending on Gwen's mood for the universe. Everything right. was it was a wash in like these pastels and. Some of it you could even see, like the watercolors leaking, yeah, uh, and, and yeah, running in the that. background, um, and the way it was distinctly different from the stuff that we saw in Miles' universe. Um, I loved it. I thought it was great.
1: I mean, storytelling through just background, right? Like that—that that was phenomenal. Um, the, I think, I think that gets done throughout the course of the film, and like <sighs> this as the opening. It's like, oh, okay, you're setting. An expectation that stuff's going to be, from an animation standpoint, different and and evolved.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the animation was something that um, I actually didn't really care for in the first one.
1: That's right.
0: Um, uh, actually, oh, uh, the first film. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh,
3: so I, I didn't actually I'll, didn't actually care for it that much
0: here. Well, yeah, I was going to say I like the idea that all the spiders have like. Um, mm-hmm. Of a look unto themselves like an animation style I guess unto themselves I thought that was cool but it was too much for me I don't know like even Mm. when it wasn't all spiders even when it was just like a train scene or something about and it it really stuck out to me during the rooftop um, celebration of Miles's dad getting the promotion to captain like something about the fact that they're not real people but the animation is so good and their movements just don't look quite right to me and it, it just it just threw me off. I, I I animated films like this are not for me. I just mm. visually, like I love the story but visually they're just not for me. Like That's in Candy Valley Candy stuff. Valley. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Interesting.
3: I felt some of that especially when Miles was surrounded by characters from other universes. Mm. Like he looked a little too real compared to you know the people surrounding him and maybe that's that you know that old cartoony style of you know you don't have to pay attention to this so it's a little opaque Mm. uh a little solid color or whatever versus the the bright shiny
4: thing in the foreground
0: like tyler's screen right now
4: yep (laughs) i was gonna say like like more like like when you can tell where the trap door is in scooby-doo you know yeah exactly exactly that
3: um but Miles looks a little bit too real.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, we there's a moment where we get to see the vulture, right? Oh. And he, first of all, he looked cool as shit, right? Yeah. But also, you know, the way that the movie sort of clues you in on the fact that something is wrong is that he looks so different from anything that we've seen yet to that point. And so you go, at least I was going, oh, damn, I guess he's not supposed to be here. And that's the idea.
4: Yeah. yeah yep. Even the uh, the police sketch you have of him, it's just like the normal vulture that you see first. And then right. right. him, it's like, oh, wait, this is Da Vinci. Like, what is, what is going on here? Uh, I love that, that design of the vulture. I, I was yeah. Yeah. really into that. I love the editor's note that popped up on the screen for when he did mm-hmm. the hammer, hammer space, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a Spider-Ham reference. Uh, or he could just pull random stuff out of the ether. Well, uh, I, I mean, know. that's a cartoon or reference, that's yeah, not just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I was like, all right, yeah, they're leaning into this heavy, and then they, they I like how this version of the vulture is our first like anomaly that we see, and it's a very different one, so it really sets the tone for like what we're gonna see.
0: Yep, also, I don't know if this was considered at all on their part, but it makes sense that they would use the vulture for that considering the fact that he actually is an anomaly in the films as well the the live action films because he's gone from the mcu into the sony universe so i don't know if that was play if that was intentional but yeah he's in the michael <laughs> morbius <babe>. movie <laughs> yeah 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 um so yeah from that point forward you know we get introduced to um to uh, uh spider woman which was really cool, um, and they went with the you know the very brief period of time that uh, Jessica Drew was um, pregnant, and they they went with that idea, and they got Issa Rae to play the character in this film, and um, she's pregnant and riding around on a motorcycle and just doing cool badass shit and. She was one of my favorite characters in the whole film. Although I wish they had done more with her.
4: And, and not only that, it, it's it's kind of a callback to Jessica Drew's first appearance before she was in the Marvel comics proper. It was a tie-in comic to the animated series where she was black, um, and huh. she did have an afro too and everything. So,
0: which uh, animated series?
4: The like Amazing Spider-Man and his Amazing Friends. Like it's it's like first Spider Woman appearance in comics. She is black.
0: Well, well, thank you for telling me that. I didn't know that. I did not know that,
3: yeah.
4: Hmm. I actually can thank the Alamo Drafthouse for teaching me that beforehand, and I fact-checked it afterwards. But, Man, yeah, I miss, I miss the Alamo
3: Draft
0: House. Sick. Um. Yeah, so we get introduced to the idea that there are all these spider people across the Spider-Verse who are working together to, uh, well, we don't know this at the time, but we learned it later, to maintain the canon um, and to make sure that you know things go the way they're supposed to, and that no like outlier anomaly things happen that you know disrupt the status quo. Now you do not have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that that is making a commentary on comics. Um, and I thought that that was all brilliant. You know, yeah. the idea that these characters are themselves made responsible for maintaining their own canon that all the same things must occur and they must occur across iterations of the same idea of a person all peter parkers must lose their uncle ben you know as an example mm-hmm. all gwen stacys must lose you know their captain stacy their their father in order for things to go the way they're supposed to go mm-hmm. and my mind went to well that's interesting so how is the canon enforcing Miles, right? And how does the canon keep Miles and other iterations of Spider-Man that we've since that we've seen since Peter from being able to be their own thing? You know, why do all the Spider-People in the comics have to have a tragic um, yeah. you know, backstory? Why do they have to be that way? Why do they all have to be quippy? Why do we have to maintain this as the status quo? And that's really the question that the movie is asking, but it's not just asking that about comics, it's asking that about people. It's asking that about human beings. Why do we choose to reinforce the canon of our lives and the narratives that we tell ourselves about what's true about us that we have to live out? Why? And I thought that that as a statement was phenomenal.
1: I I didn't. Uh, I had a similar thought, but with respect to Gwen, like how does therein she stay a spider person, considering she is a Gwen, right? Is her fate and therefore canon not to die? And and that was that was one point where I was like, when when that got brought up, I'm like, oh wait, but she therein becomes an anomaly, no? So that like that was one part where like some of the logic of it fell apart but you know you'd suspend your disbelief for this kind of thing. I
4: think that's what works and I think that's why some of them are there's ones that are teaming up that are different like you know like Gwen teams up you know has that, that feeling with Miles where you know they mention they're they're di- the different ones you know even right. before we learn about all that. But even before that like we were we we knew like we see Hobie. Hobie is not a Peter as well. Um so there's that friendship that that kind of is garnered there between you know him and Gwen and and Miles too.
0: And so. to, to 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 the question you're asking, Marco, I think it's very deliberate yeah. because I think the movie is not saying that she won't die the same way that all Gwens die. I think the movie is asking you to think about, well, then what's her fate? Because they have that conversation. And is she breaking the canon by having a relationship with a Miles and not a Peter? Those are all things that are playing into my mind that I expect that over the course of this trilogy, they'll deal with. And they play with it. How many times did they not show Gwen nearly like fall, Gwen falling right, and then getting saved, or or something like that, or Miles falling and her saving him. They played with all that a lot, and I'm not thinking she's going to die or any or anything like that. I, I'm thinking thematically, they're trying to clue me in on the idea that I should be paying attention to the fact that this could be bad.
3: I think i i i interpreted it as Gwen is the Peter. But she had so, a Peter. Right. But the Peter was the Gwen.
2: So oh. because
3: Gwen was bitten by the spider, she becomes the Peter. She becomes the spider person. They're, they're totems. Therefore, even in comics,
4: I consider them totems. Yeah.
3: Therefore, her Peter becomes the Gwen and
4: dies.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. was always and, supposed
4: to be a Spider Man while Miles wasn't.
2: Yeah therefore even her uh her dad her captain stacy uh toward the end of the movie when he quits he's no longer captain stacy
3: so she becomes another anomaly because he's not gonna die exactly Yeah. exactly
0: so all the things that we're looking at and going well shit You know, how does that make sense with this? I think the movie is deliberately playing with those. And I love that part. I think that's very fun. I think there's one loophole that I
4: pointed out is like this is like the only Miles, right? That we've seen. Well,
0: technically, that's not true because we've seen another Miles by the end of the movie. But
4: the only Spider-Man Miles, I think that's they posit that. But I'm like, wait, video game Spider-Man's in there. There's a Miles there. But never mind. That's just me starting to poke holes into. Yeah. This, which you, you can't, it's a web.
0: So. That's fair, but you if you if you really go down that rabbit hole, you would also have to consider the fact that the person playing the game is in the game, and wouldn't he <laughs> just be insanely freaked out by that? So I assumed in my mind that the game wasn't the actually the the exact same game. Yeah, fair, but fair. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Speaking, Ooh, of yeah. game, yeah. cool. Speaking of the game, yeah. Speaking of the game, game though, yeah. <laughs> it was super cool. To see the uh, the Spider-Man from the Marvel Spider-Man video game yeah. in the film, even though he was just there for a brief period, yeah.
4: mm-hmm. a few, or Genki playing a few the game
0: too. I'm sorry,
4: uh, Genki was playing it uh, in the in the dorm room too. Yeah,
0: like yeah, 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 absolutely. Out. I meant, I meant like the actual him, character model, yeah, the character Spider-Man. model among oh, yeah. the yeah, and the voice actor
4: too. They got him back. Yes, that, yeah. oh yes. yeah.
0: Yeah, they should have done more. He's so cool. People love that fucking guy. And and, and how many people Yuri, played Yuri that game? Lawrence,
4: should, right? Yeah, yeah, like the, that, they got, that, they got that the was got the other cool. voice actor back from Spectacular too for this. So.
0: Yes, yes. Um, and there were so many times when they showed, and I'm I'm curious to hear what you guys thought about this, where they showed like the live action spider people. Um, yeah. They used those and Doc Ock, uh, Alfred Molina's voice was mm-hmm. used a lot. Anytime we heard a line come out of a Doc Ock character, it was Alfred Molina. And I thought that was super cool. Oh, huh? yeah. Um, and so they they had all these different cameos. We saw um, um, Childish Gambino was right. was there. That was I great, which is that.
4: MCU. That cool. That's our MCU character there. Yeah, that explains why Turns he's not out, in the movies. <laughs>
1: and and it's cool cuz like it all it insinuates right like he's not supposed to be there something's off and like that speaks again to that relationship with Sony and all that. Yep. Or, or or so even so much when, better uh, shit
0: there. When
4: Spot goes to the Venomverse for uh, for a minute.
0: Yo, yes yeah. and he speaks with Miss Kim. Yeah. yeah. And he pick, picks picks yeah. out some Ven- Venomance. Oh, I yeah. seen those
3: movies. Okay.
0: Oh oh shit that's funny. Yeah.
3: I thought I was I was like oh he's just in New York that's what <laughs> I mean,
0: it's like, fuck it. It pulls together and it canonizes all of Spider-Man's appearances, at least, you know, the major live action ones and a lot of the television ones as well, like the animated series. Um, So in that regard, I think that was super cool. Um, A lot of people have been making comparisons to No Way Home and saying that, you know, it does it does No Way Home better than No Way Home. I don't agree with that i think it's a different kind of movie with with different responsibilities but in terms of respecting comics um not just the not it only it doesn't not only do it better than spider-man films it does it better than every comic book film
4: it also kind yeah. of solidifies it like oh this is this is all part of the the multiverse saga in a way because right. we see we see kang's timeline right before we see like the web of spider we see that mcu timeline from loki right there i'm like all right i see you guys are doing
0: and like you know there ain't no damn way in hell right that in the mc in an mcu movie we're gonna see references to any of this no but the fact that this that and sony's smart We, i'll probably do a whole thing about that at another time but like the fact that they continue to tether themselves to the mcu mm-hmm. is so funny to me and it's smart it's smart I feel like we used
4: to we used to bash on that, though. You know, it, it was like the hangers on or, or maybe not you, Sean. Maybe you you had the foresight.
0: Um, no, but- no, 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 no. I bash it. It's it's but it's not stupid. I bash it because it's so obvious what they're doing. Fair. But I've Fair. always said Sony's playing 40 chess with Marvel.
3: My man, my man read all the Sony emails like he, <laughs> he been knows what's going on.
0: Boy, do I love it. Um, so, yeah, lots of cameos in this film. Go do ahead. you guys have a favorite
4: Sorry. cameo while, while we're on the discussion of that?
0: Yes, Ooh. I think I
1: do. 2D Spider-Man. With, the
0: animated uh, the, series the, one where he yeah, yeah. he's
1: like, he comes in, but then he's just a like 2D <laughs> object. And so Miles yeah. just goes right by him. Like, that was amazing. that was sick.
0: Uh, I think Ben Riley was a major one for me. I don't like as much what they did with this character. Um, but the fact that he had an inner monologue was really good to me. I wish it wasn't as like hateful, if, not hateful, but it felt like he was just a joke and yeah. um, I didn't love that. But the look, his look, if the whole movie looked like he looked, I would have been over the moon with, with the way it looked. Cause really? Ben Riley looked perfect. Like I can't yeah. even, be- I yeah. couldn't believe it. Every time he was on the screen, I was like, is this even, he-? like am I, am I having a dream right now? How is this possible? Like, Andy Samberg so cool.
4: doing him too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and the other one for me was Amazing Bagman. He has no lines, but I just love that character. Oh, I don't know if I saw him. Uh Lincoln, You Miss It.
4: Yeah.
3: W- w- which was most of the cameos. Mine right. would have been the Donald Glover Prowler thing. That, that was, was insane to me.
4: Yeah. My, mine was, I liked uh, um, a Web Slinger, the cowboy one that was voiced by Taryn oh, Killam, yeah. apparently. Um, voiced by who? Taryn Killam, uh, SNL. Oh, yeah, yeah, guy. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Um, and my other one was Moose Stereo. Oh Any more God, references to Spider-Ham's funny. world, I'm in for. Give me more of that. Give me that as a Marvel Snap variant, please.
0: Hell yeah. ASAP. ASAP. Also, uh, Walrus was in one of those
4: cages, too, which, like, the Walrus is, like, one of, like, the loser characters that the Spot helps team up with, Uh, you know, in the comics, you know, so.
0: Of course, we'll you would him. know that. I have no idea who that is. Love those characters. As cool as all that was, though, I think the concept of the the spider-verse and what you know spider-man 2099 put together miguel o'hara doesn't to me personally i don't believe in it in the sense that i don't think that spider-man right i don't care which version it is would leave his own universe to go and do this without to leave their universe without a spider-man the movie shows us what happens when a universe doesn't have a Spider-Man at the end. But what about all the universes whose spider man are doing this? Because mm. we even see My- Peter. It's like a
4: day job for him. So, like, they... Like, MJ's like, oh, how was work? So, like, you gotta assume right. they're away for a significant amount of time. Right. Yeah. yeah. But more, maybe it's the case where it's like, oh, if something's going on in your universe, we'll be pinged for it. And we can send more people... out." The logistics of it are not very explained.
3: Yeah, and I think we get like a glimpse of that with the Lego Spider-Man. You know, when he sees the the spot and calls in and <laughs> yellow hair is like, you're the best one we've got. Yeah. Yeah. Top agent. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Um, but the and to take to take what you said, Sean, a step further. What really doesn't make this work for me is the story engine of it all. So Miguel O'Hara set up this whole thing so that you know the uh, everything that's canon has to happen, and Miles is punished because he helps uh, uh, the the in, uh, the Indian yes, Spider Man. Yes.
2: yeah.
3: Um, and he he's he. he Uh, uh, wrecks the canon event he stops it and Miguel O'Hara is like no you cannot do that and then when you explain the canon events and every Spider-Man has to have their Captain Stacy die Miles says oh my god that's my dad I've got to do something every Spider-Man in that building told him no in what world
2: would a Spider Man not at least
0: do something? Yeah. Save any person. Not yeah, even any just inactive yeah. inactive, yeah.
1: But but at that point, aren't they saving any person by letting it happen? Because then we start to see but that that's, the rest that, of the world starts to get swallowed up, right? Like that becomes any person on the on the the scale yeah. of millions and billions.
3: But that's what that's what I'm saying. That's my problem with the story engine. Spider Man doesn't think that way.
4: Yeah, he just doesn't. Yeah.
0: That's a Tony I think Stark where Kale's si- thinking
4: about things, uh, where Spider Man is not like that.
0: I think what Kale's expressing, and I agree with this, is that the concept itself is tough to work with in a Spider Man story because Spider Man simply would find another way and wouldn't agree to this crazy cockamamie idea where we have to let people die. And yeah, if that was what the movie had to do, because it has something to say, I'm with that but where is the where's the emotional cost these people these spider people are presumably right because we only have 2 hours with the movie but they've been doing this so presumably they've maintained status quo of watching many captain stacy's die many uncle ben's die many this that and the other how the hell are they dealing with that internally how is peter b parker so happy go lucky to just live his life when he's you know course correcting every single day by ensuring the death of his own uncle or ensuring the death of Gwen Stacy reliving this constantly. That doesn't destroy his brain. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, uh, the, the thin bit of characterization I got is that he has to live with the fact that this is just how it is. Right. But that's not Spider-Man. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Spider Man has had arcs in the comics, where it's called "No One Dies." Like it's it is a cornerstone to the character, no matter which Spider Man it is. It doesn't. It's not a Peter Parker cornerstone. It's a Spider Man cornerstone. Uh, so much so that the death of a loved one is also a cornerstone.
3: He uh, Spider Man made a deal with the literal devil. Yeah, to keep his aunt alive. Like that doesn't. Right. Oh, I, I like. Miguel O'Hara, his canon is a little, you know, iffy, depending on like where you look at the character. And like, you know, he's got that 90s grim, dark energy. You can see where he would, you know, make this happen. But I don't understand any version, any version of Peter Parker
0: or even miles or, or Gwen, which I guess that's why they're the ones that are resisting. Um, I think the movie works a lot better in that regard. If Miguel O'Hara is doing this alone, or if he has conscripted specific Spider-Men whose universes are already gone to help him do this Mm -hmm. because they wouldn't, their universes are gone,
4: which is the actual spider verse book where there were a lot of people who lost their universes. And like, that's, how they get looped into things so yeah
0: yeah yeah um we've we've dealt with this part a lot um let's talk a little bit about the spot we haven't talked about spot yet at all um spot is i guess you could say one of the two primary antagonists if you consider both him and miguel o'hara to be the antagonist of the film um he's treated like a joke Right. For the first bit of it, you could tell he's powerful because it's crazy, right? What he's able to do. But the first meeting between him and Miles in this movie is very much like Miles is going about his day. You know, as Spider-Man, he sees this crime happening. It's a goofy crime. Spot's trying to steal an ATM, but he sucks at it. And Miles just kind of, you know, deals with them. He jobs him out. And, and that's that. And um, But we see that the spot has an axe to grind with Miles and he's got an ambition to be. More to rise to the occasion, um, to be able to be Miles's um, um, like top villain, like his primary antagonist, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was pretty interesting because every hero generally has their you know their primary villain, their a lot of times their analog, um, and Spot is trying to become that in Miles's life, and he goes to extremes to get that power. And I enjoyed personally watching his transition from yeah. a goofball to a legitimate threat to the entire multiverse.
1: Yeah, that that, that I thought was so well done because um, you underestimate him, right? Right, and and I think because of that, when he he comes back and he's just like just op. Like oh shit, I probably shouldn't have done that. Like we should not have laughed at this guy. Like, like like there's that moment where they're at the in the reactor and they're like we take it back. You're super serious. Like I'm so sorry. Like my, our bad. Um, because now you see it versus like what the potential could have been. And I think I think it was a really good device of him wanting to be more, because then you can kind of to some degree sympathize. Like oh you know he's a shitty villain with aspirations. Right. That's ha 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 funny. And then he does it, and you're like, oh, whoops.
4: It also mirrors Miles' story, too. It mirrors right. the fact that, you know, Miles had to live up to Peter. Um, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a way, you know, he was the cause of his Peter's death in a weird way, mm. roundabout way. So um, having to live up to that um, is, is important. And it's cool to see that in a, in a weird way being mirrored by the spot.
0: Yeah. And we, we see that we see Miles get a, a like a power boost and he's more comfortable and confident uh, in his skill sets. And, you know, I enjoyed that a lot. Having a villain who's also on their journey to become more powerful. Um, I love that juxtaposition. Yeah. So the spot ruled the whole time. I wish I wish she was more like I wish there was yeah. more of him here.
4: And, and I think using Jason, Jason Schwartzman as the voice, it's oh. like, all right. You can, he can be that jokey weirdo in the beginning, which Schwartzman can do menacing too. Like, I mean, Scott Pilgrim trying to figure out who it was through
3: the whole movie. (laughs) Yeah, same. And then, and then when the credits came on, and that was the first thing I said the whole movie. I was like, oh.
0: Um, was he the same? Do you guys know if he was the same voice actor that played the character who becomes the spot in the set in the first? I don't film? think
4: that character had voice lines originally. Yeah, I'm assuming it oh, was imagine. Yeah.
0: He was literally just the guy who had the bagel sound effect, and that's yeah. the right. only joke. Yeah, okay. That was so enough.
1: funny. That 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 backstory also hilarious.
0: Yeah, and I, but <laughs> I love the fact that it was that's really in the movie. Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. You threw the bagel at music. We're also <laughs> second uh multiversal movie in in the past year and a half to be uh caused by a bagel. So yeah, that's true. Everything i at once is based around the idea of an everything bagel. Oh. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a joke. It, it's real. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um yeah, so the spot was awesome. Loved him a lot. How did you guys feel? We talked a bit, a little bit about it earlier, but the relationship between Miles and his parents, that was a huge central theme of the movie. We see him interacting with his parents a lot. Um, and I I, I love that. Um, yeah. First of all, I thought his parents, the the voice actors for them were fantastic. Um, we had um, uh, uh, Brian Tyree Henry, who played Jefferson Davis. Uh, he's a tremendous actor. And then Luna Lauren Velez, who I absolutely adore. I adore this woman. I've loved her for 20 plus years. She was in um, the the television show that I feel like no one else but me watches. Go ahead, Tyler. Is it Oz? She was in Oz. I love that, but that's not the show I was referring to. I'm actually going back even deeper. I'm going to New York Undercover. I haven't seen it. Which was one of Dick Wolf's earliest shows, but it's one where he wanted to showcase diversity because he felt like all all diversity in television at the time was criminals. Let's make the cops, you know, the the minority people. And they she played care. one of the police on that show. Tremendous actress. And so, uh-huh. yeah, I really loved both of them. I thought that their interactions with, with Miles felt authentic. Yeah, it felt it very felt real. real. Yeah. Three of the people on this show right now, right, have a parent, at least one parent who is of the, um, the 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 like racial background of Miles's parents, and so I'm sure that each of us can say from our own experience that this shit felt real. Yeah. yeah. So Marco, what was it like being
3: on the outside of that?
0: <laughs> oh, dude, that
3: was so
1: fucking frightening. there, like, there were the the moment where uh, he's like he shrugs off the whatever. It didn't even have to pan. Oh yeah, I knew that. Yeah. I was like, oh, you fucked up, bro.
3: Got Listen, like, i have three three white mothers and i felt that whatever
4: <laughs> <laughs> i i think uh one of the ones that, that really got me was uh i guess somebody was mentioning how like oh uh i hear spider-man's puerto rican and, and then miles goes i don't know it kind of feels dominican to me <laughs> yeah that was so good <laughs> i was like yeah uh-huh, yep. <laughs> the,
1: the spanglish like the switching between yes. those things very very just like it, it the when he says goodbye to go after Gwen, like, young, I'm just like, damn, okay. You should be doing that shit. Yeah. Like, there's just like reaffirmations of stuff that like has been a lived experience. And you're just like, word,
4: you were raised. All right. (laughs) Or or when, uh, when, when Miles's mom snaps her fingers and the sound effect is a Puerto Rican flag real quick. I was like, (laughs) so good.
0: And that's one of the things that I th- that I think um touches me about these this movie in particular. I can't really remember the first one for this. Um but the fact that, you know, they're trying so hard it feels like and I don't mean like trying too hard, but they're trying to inject things that feel authentic about not just the characters that were coming into this loving, but the lived experiences that they would have if they were real people. Because, you know, Miles is Spider-Man, but he's also just a a, a, a black and Spanish kid from New York. Yeah. And that should feel as real and authentic as the Spider-Man parts do. And I think you could even argue that maybe they nailed that even more. Yeah. Great Absolutely.
4: yeah. And it's even different, different in the comic because his mom's dead in the comics. So, like, we don't even this right. is a dynamic we don't get. And also, it's a dynamic that Peters don't get. Um, so that it even mm-hmm. separates Miles from the rest of everyone in another way as well.
0: Yeah, 150%. And I'm happy that we got a fucking superhero movie, right, where the main character is not grieving the loss of their parents. Like, that is a factor in the movie. Like, he's worried about his dad because of everything that's going on. But, like, they're there. He gets to learn life lessons from them and have interactions with them. He got to disappoint them, which I also appreciated, because we've all been there as well. And there's lessons to be learned. You know, Um, one of the things that struck me so much going to the film was how many young people I saw, right? Like, I saw so many young people, 15, 16, like, young teenagers, younger adults in their early 20s, people dressed up in costumes, so many of them who looked like me, right? And I'm going, well, shit, this movie is perfect for them. Yeah. Because they're still in that. You know, their parents are still telling them, you know hey you better come with the with the cake right and you better get here on time and you better do this this, and that and the other thing like i love that for them and i wish that when i was 15 there was something like this so
1: yeah it it felt very much like and, and i think there are moments in there where it just like felt like new york moment sometimes of like oh like this like yeah this is where we would be celebrating yeah this would be like uh mm. What were the DJ like, puts the volume up because you're having an argument? It's like, word, I like, like, good looks, like, thank you. Like, I, I see that, like, you're disciplining your kid, I got you. Like, so in, a,
0: good. in a Spanish household, especially, the discipline has to happen, oh. but we're gonna let that happen over there and we're gonna party because yeah. then nothing's stopping this party. Yep, so fun. so good, just so good. Yeah, like they, kid they, licking the subway window. <laughs> that was disgusting. If you Ooh. live in New York. That, kid, that, that moment kid, gave you douche chills. That, that oh, yeah. Kid,
4: that kid, that kid's immune to COVID. Any COVID I've seen that kid on 91. the train though.
3: That kid dropped dead then. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and Spider-Man wasn't there to save him.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um cool. So love all the parental stuff. I thought there were tremendous moments there. We agreed earlier that it probably, you know, maybe there was a little bit too much of it. Um, but yeah, I disagree. Oh, fair enough. Um, but it's good. What's there is good. yeah 100%. Definitely. Right. Agreed. Yep. So let's move on and talk about, I guess, where for me, the movie started to maybe lose me a little bit. And I 100% started picking my phone up and looking at the time. It's when the they. Yeah, and I never pick up my phone at the movie theater. But I was just like, "Yo, when is this ending?" Um, I, I and actually this is the very first time I took notes while watching a movie, uh, because my girlfriend wasn't there, so I felt comfortable <laughs> to pull my phone out and type. But um, it's when they save, you know, the the captain uh, of Mombatan, right? Yeah. The 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 captain that wasn't supposed to be saved, that was supposed to die there. And they go back to the, you know, HQ of the Spider-Verse or whatever. And Miguel's really pissed. And he's like, you know, you weren't supposed to do that. And, like, all that other good stuff. Once they decide that they're going to chase Miles. And the first, like, two minutes of it, I'm like, oh, man, this is, like, intense. I don't actually know how long that was. But it felt really, really, really long. I was completely exhausted by it. Too many characters, too much going on. I don't believe that they couldn't get Miles. That's just, to me, ridiculous. Um, And by the time he gets out of that situation, I already kind of didn't care because you know he's going to get out. So it's like, make that part interesting and harrowing. And I don't feel like they did that, at least not for me. Um, I was really frustrated and I was disappointed that all these spider people were down to do this. It feels not like Spider-Man, and we already dealt with that, so I'm not going to delve too deeply into it, but it just didn't feel right to me that Spider-Man just doesn't do this. I just don't believe in it. they lost me with that. and
1: I, I didn't believe that they wouldn't catch him either, like all right. these spider men like, come on, you, you get got, and I was expecting like a, a prisoner sequence or something like following I, I, I genuinely wasn't expecting him to escape,:
4: Yeah. Like I can see maybe Peter parked car or uh or Spider <laughs> spider like they might have issues. <laughs> right. Um but yeah.
1: Yo, spider amazing.
4: His uh his like, sound effect was uh T-HIH it was like T-whip instead of. Yeah. Amazing.
0: But, uh, that was pretty. Like they have have to have dealt with this before, right? Like this can't Rogue be Spider-Man? the first Hell time yeah. that a Spider-Man has resisted their agenda. Right. So they just couldn't catch Miles for some reason? Nah.
3: Yeah, I
0: I'm I'm with you up to the point of
3: like uh well, the the chase and not them not being able to catch him. I'm I'm with you there. But I had the the moment of you know where like you know your mind goes with the protagonist, you know, the Miguel was explaining the whole thing, and you're like, What? No, Spider Man, come on. But then, like, Miles is surrounded, and he realizes he's surrounded. And then Miguel drops, like, the trap on him. And then I got claustrophobic. (laughs) Oh, oh no.
0: That yeah, and that was cool, and I like to see that he used what he learned already to be yeah. able to get out of that situation. Yeah, 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 and all like all of that was so good, right? Like, yeah. Spider Punk's involvement in that, and him kind of like teaching Miles what he's gonna need to know later, dude. Can we just talk but about Spider
4: Punk real quick? I thought he was stand out for me. Ah, he oh, was so cool. good. Hobie Brown is the best.
0: Hob- Hobie Man. Brown, played by Daniel Kaluuya, who is a, a tremendous actor that I was glad nice. that they got for this role. Tyler, you probably would know this, yeah Hobie Brown is the prowler, right?
4: yes, that is the same name, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, oh mm-hmm. the o g prowler, like from the main continuity is hobby Brown, yeah,, mm-hmm.
4: yep,
3: I had to uh change that for uh reasons, but
4: dude the way <laughs> the way the animation was for him looking like a sex pistols kind of uh, like
0: garage band poster, I was, oh, it yeah. was amazing Yo, when he took his his like mask off and all that hair was there and shit mm-hmm. incredible
4: and also like i like how he just he kind of was like a shitty old punk like he just did what he wanted to do yeah like and like but the whole also, time you're like why is he a part of this what is he and he was like no i don't need to like
2: so I, yeah
3: but it also like i think <laughs> i think also in like the 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 punk fashion of it all is also like it showed he was a good person because all his shitty
0: little punk things added up to something good. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. We never see him do anything that's like, you know, morally wrong. He just about, he marches to the beat of his own drum, you know, and he's like, Hey, Oh, Tyler, you're, you're, you're muted. Oh,
4: can you hear me? Hello? Yes. Oh. There we go. Yeah. I was going to say he's anti-establishment, and and that whole Spider-Verse thing, that's an establishment. Yeah,
3: he grabs a bracelet here, a battery there, ah, who's going to miss it? That's not going to hurt
4: anything. And also, I let Daniel Kaluuya just, like, talk in his own accent. I believe, like, the story, the the premise they give, uh, he mentions Daniel Kaluuya's actual hometown in England, too. Oh,
0: sick, okay. Um,
4: So, like, canonically, Hobie is from Kaluuya's actual hometown, so, cool little touch there. I
3: do have one quip. One flip with an editor's note.
2: I believe not having
3: a Scooby-Doo is actually Scouser slang, not Cockney slang. Hmm. Okay. Oh, I'll take your word well, for it. So, so when you would say something, you'd say something, you would say, uh, oh, I don't have a Scooby. Uh, well, they should have hired you. Hey, telling me. <laughs> <laughs> I but, I I have a Spider-Man.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. I got
2: Spider-Sona. one.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: I forgot about that. That's sick. Cool as shit. Is,
3: I have never been captured more accurately
0: than <laughs> this right here. So Kale is holding up an image of a spider-sona that was drawn for him, and I believe it was done around the time of the initial Into the Spider-Verse film, sure. and it is yeah, yeah. it is done by... I, Kale, that was um, Letty, or was that Nori? Oh, geez. So
3: this one is uh, Letty. The one I'm holding up now is Letty. This is my official uh, unique spider-sona. Uh, and the the reference I was pointing to there was, I'm mean, very sadly eating a bowl of cereal, and that's, yeah. Could not be more accurate. This one is me as Spider Rider. This one is by Nori, and it's a mix of uh, my Spider Sona as Common Rider as well. Nice. Beautiful.
0: Wish we all had that. So, go ahead, Tyler. Which
4: Earth is that from, Earth-69? Earth-2114.
0: Got
2: it. Wow. Uh,
0: Yeah, so then we kind of we kind of get to the end miles you know he miraculously escapes that situation i did like him getting a little bit of help from the um the avatar spider spider bite person that was bite spider bite yeah 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 she was awesome I, I, i i yeah um but then miles ends up you know back in his home back in his room and you know he's having a conversation with his mom and i don't know about you guys but immediately i was like oh he ain't where he's supposed to be.
4: I knew right because, away. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Oh, I did it. Well, well see, uh, you know
4: right away because you see when he gets scanned, it says Earth forty-two. Well, see, I didn't
3: catch that. The numbers to me, it goes out the door. Yeah, I, I, I caught that, but I was just like, oh, surely he's going
1: back to the same whatever. Yeah, yeah. for, Forty-six to me
4: because it's Jackie Robbins' number, and it, it repeats constantly throughout these movies.
0: So. Right, but just the the way it looked. Something felt off to mm-hmm. me about it. What? For me, I, I, he
3: picks up a purple hoodie. Mm-hmm. And I went,
4: purple one. Is okay. That feels weird. Fine. Purple hoodie and green jacket, too. So, like, yeah, the color yeah. theory is like, Pur- oh, that's Prowler colors. What's going on yeah, here? Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. His mother's comment on his hair. You know, there were there were some yeah. clues. Yeah. But even still. The moment where the door opens and they did such a great job in terms of how they showed this, because you see, you know, um, uh, Miles's father walking up the stairs, you know, he's headed back to the apartment and you think that he's headed home and he's going to walk through the door and the door opens and it's not him. It's actually his brother who in this universe is dead so, or rather in, in Miles's, you know, universe is dead in this one, though, the one that Miles is now in, he's alive. And not only is he alive, but he's you know helping support you know Miles and his mom, who no longer have Jefferson Davies in the family. Right. Then we see that you know the proud, well, who we believe is the proud prowler, uh, Miles's uncle, is taking him somewhere, and it's like, oh wait. So in and I don't know about you guys, but in my mind, I'm like, oh shit! In this universe, Miles works with his uncle
1: right that's what i thought yep
0: right and they're selling drugs right that's where my mind went to then we get the big twist and reveal that the prowler in this universe is miles himself that was cool and that this is the universe that does not have a spider-man because the spider from here ended up in miles's universe and bit him instead
4: and and you can hear like Joan Jameson on the newscast Mention this. Uh, the sinister syndicate runs the place. Yeah, yeah. and like, every oh, time, we're by we're the way, that, that,
0: way that we heard Jameson's voice, it was um, yeah. I can't remember his name right now. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. yeah, He's the only
4: yeah, he's awesome. the only constant in all these universes.
0: <laughs> and Alfred Molina, apparently. Yeah. Um. This was huge for me. I hate like I hate the fact that it ended on a cliffhanger. I, I just straight up don't like that. But seeing Miles as the Prowler, seeing him as a bad guy was so huge for me because that tied the whole movie together in a way. Yeah. Miles' life is great. He's got his dad and his mother. They're successful people. He goes to a great school. Everything is roses. You couldn't really ask for a lot more than that. You know, it's a beautiful life. That is not the canon for most of the people that look like him. Hmm. Reinforcing the canon of somebody that looks like Miles leads to what we saw at the end of the movie. People that look like miles that come from his background that have, you know that come from the inner city, what's the what's the uh, projected outcome for them? Not great. You lose your father, which a lot of us do, to drugs, to, you know, alcohol, to the streets, to prison, to death, whatever. The outcome that we see at the end of the movie is Canon. For a lot of the people that look like Miles. And that's the canon that everybody's trying to reinforce. Now I know that I'm applying, you know, real lived experience to the movie, but in my opinion, the movie asks you to do that nonstop. So why wouldn't I do it now? Yep. That is what that's the reason why they have to stop reinforcing the canon and find another way. And that's what we're supposed to do as human beings in our real lives. What's that for us statistics? So so you're saying
1: because the spider didn't stay in that like without the canon, that is what his life would have been without a Spider-Man. Like Forget this
0: forget forget this forget a spider anything. I'm talking about the canon of the life of a black Spanish teenager who grows up in New York. What's the statistic for that person? It's the end result of this movie, like that sequence, that moment, him being bad, him being someone who contributes to the negative of society, him becoming another statistic. That's the end result of enforcing the canon for people who look like us breaking the canon for people like you and I, Marco, is rising above. It's doing better. It's our parents, hopefully, having set a better example, which we see. Happened to Miles. That's Miles' experience, but that's not the canon for most people who look like Miles.
1: But didn't they also break canon by not getting the spider in that?
0: You're thinking too much
4: of plot. Sean's talking about symbology of it. No, yeah, I,
1: I, I yeah, I get that, but I, I guess what I'm what I'm saying is the symbology works in just in the vacuum, then, like like it where it, it, it doesn't work inside the vacuum of this film, then.
0: I think it does because the movie is telling you the cannon was broken by the 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 spider not being where it was supposed to be. Right, something was uh, amiss. So if you just watch the movie and you're not thinking like me, whatever, it works fine. I'm talking about what's underneath what we see with our eyes. Yeah,
4: the, the idea is that the, this is the world without Spider Man, but the inverse of that is what was what what, what could Miles's life have been like if he. A, was never Spider-Man. Or B, didn't have a father figure. Um, so it's this weird antithesis to what Miles actually, his life wound up being because of the anomaly.
0: Or, and... Or, go ahead, Kill.
3: Or had the wrong father figure.
0: Right. Mm. Sure. And, and it's a lot more like Peter's life than Miles. Yeah. Except that when you have... Mm peter's life but you're black it ends up not always of course i'm not saying this is a, a literal 100 fact but it ends up at times the way that the movie ends and so i'm saying i'm applauding the fact and and i don't know again this is just what i got out of it i'm applauding that because that felt real to me and that made me look at the whole movie differently because i'm like damn we have to stop enforcing the canon how would you feel and when i let a- people be
4: his uncle was like, Oh, so you took your braids out. I was like, Oh, I was like, That was an interesting little comment there. But I was like, oh, Okay. And then you see Miles with those braids and everything. I'm like,
0: Yeah. Yeah, man.
4: I, I have had relatives who looked exactly like Miles in that universe, too.
0: Yeah. 100%. Dude, my uncle died from gun violence due yeah. to selling drugs. My father is not, my father has more in common with the Prowler than jefferson davies this is my story yeah i broke the canon you know what i'm saying like i broke the statistic so that's what i got out of it because i saw my life in the juxtaposition between the life that this miles really has and the life that the miles from that universe has and how you end up with both but anyway i've gone
2: on enough about it Yeah,
0: so the movie ends on a cliffhanger. We have to wait a year to see where things are going to go. I think March is the tentative release date. March. Okay. A little less. Hopefully, they meet that. Um, Yeah. I really, really, really don't like the cliffhanger aspect of it, but I like the actual like sequence itself.
4: One of the other things I don't like about the cliffhanger is, in terms of structure, we are at the build up, and I feel like we're we're about to hit the climax. Like, how do you do just a whole like, movie based on that? Just like this conversation. <laughs> yeah, but like how do you how do you do a movie? Like it's just like Yeah. It's just gonna be one big mess of a battle and then uh, denouement, you know, like
3: Well, I I imagine for the next film we're gonna see an arc with uh you know, a a full Miles arc.
4: Mm, I guess so. Yeah.
3: Yeah. You know?
0: Miles has to change his own mind. Yeah. He has to save himself. This the Earth forty two version of himself, sure, yeah, and break the canon. Mm. And I love that. I think that's awesome. Uh, oh,
3: interesting. Uh, because, you know, if you think about into the Spider Verse, it's sort of Miles changing Peter's mind. This one ends up being changing Gwen's mind. So the next one will be changing his own oh shit kale you you fucking
0: you're cooking
3: you came to cook okay or something that wrong v conversation i've my head hurts so much but i've never wanted to write so bad
0: (laughs) so final thoughts on the film as we close out
1: excellent i loved every minute of it uh, this was an innovation in animation. And uh, the first one was in the first place, and somehow they've built upon that and expanded it and continue to innovate. And that to me is absolutely incredible. Um, I think the story here is, uh, it it—it starts off small and gets big in such a really clean way um, that I think... Uh, it just leaves me hungry for this third film i'm i'm i came into this with you know like excited and uh with high expectations and it exceeded that and now i'm going to go into the next film similarly like excited ready for more um and if they do even if they maintain this as like baseline cool you've completed an, an incredible story but if they continue to do more on top of this and you're just, that's three homers and
4: back-to-back. For me, I really like this. I did really like it. I just feel weird talking about it as a whole because there's no hole. The it's only holes we get in this is Spot and his holes. Um, but yeah, it just, it just feels weird because it, it's not done, you know? Um, so I think I can only really say, did I like it, yes or no? And the answer is yes, I did.
3: Yeah, I feel very similar. Um, I think if you if you liked into the Spider Verse, you're gonna look like across the Spider Verse. Um, this one does a lot more with uh, more characters. You know, you get a lot more of Miles' life. You get a lot more of Gwen's life, um, and it does a great job of building all that up and making you anticipate what's coming. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, heads up on the visual aspect, your head's gonna hurt. <laughs> you have
4: epilepsy, maybe maybe not.
1: And, and uh, I, we didn't bring it up, but the music in the first one was phenomenal. The music in this one, also so, so good. Everything just was like set to this great background, whether it be hip hop, whether it be ambient, whether it be just like, rock moments for each of the characters i've loved every minute i, I shared the uh playlist because the official album's not out um but it's in our discord so like all of those songs or whatever people have been able to figure
2: out is collected there
3: i think the first film's music was better
2: actually okay
0: um was this movie better than the first one
2: no
1: I think so.
3: I can't I, you yeah, can't judge yeah, it. yeah, I can't I, feel like I can't <laughs> it's answer. It's not finished. That. Yeah.
1: I I think I like this package more than I did the first movie
2: wow. as of right now.
3: I no, I don't. By that metric,
2: no.
0: Um so for me, you know, I I did not like the first one that much. I think I like this one a lot better. Uh, This movie, I felt like it was saying things that were important to me as as an individual um, more than the first one, and it included... I mean, look, I am a Marvel whore, okay? I love (laughs) Marvel comics, and so when you throw in cameos, you are never going to hear me complain about fan service. Like, if it's for me, I'm into it, so... And the fan service serviced. was good.
1: Like, like th- there were in moments where I'm like, "This is egregious! You're taking advantage! You didn't deserve this! You didn't earn this!" Everything for me was just, just like, "Yeah, you've worked your way up to this." I know enough about the, the the multiverse to understand that you're being like cheeky with it, but not in any way that was
0: excessive.
4: Well, the archive footage from Amazing and the original Spider Man was a little much, but
0: fuck <laughs> it. Um, it's a story with a lot of heart, a lot of soul. I think it will connect with you as an individual on a lot of levels, especially if you, you know, are a person who is a minority. I think you'll find a lot of the DNA of your lived experience lies in this film to some degree. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I enjoyed most of it, but towards the end, it really lost me. And the fact that it ends on a cliffhanger is a huge no-no in my opinion. Um, And so I will give this a 7.5, I think. And if it didn't end on a cliffhanger and if the chase scene was, you know, 20 minutes shorter, uh, I'd probably give it a lot higher score. But yeah,
4: damn, I give it an eight and a half. All right, I'll give it an eight. I think so far it's my favorite comic book movie of the year. Oh, yeah.
2: What the hell else do we have yeah,
0: this yeah, year? Yeah. Quantum oh, yeah. Mania. Quantumania. <laughs> Flash. Guardians, well, coming 3. Up, Guardians 3 was pretty good. Oh, Guardians was oh,
4: Guardian 3 was pretty good. Oh,
3: yeah. Damn. I this still tops that for me because, like, uh, and I, I think I've said this if you can get me in a in a film where I'm also Spider Man, fuck it. I'm in.
0: <laughs> um, Mark Marco, did you give a score? No. you want to? Uh, you don't have to, obviously. Uh, mm, damn. I'm
1: gonna say 9.5. She was fire.
4: Wow. Okay, so
0: Tyler. I don't think you.
4: Yeah, I feel we feel weird doing it. If I had to, like an eight, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. that would be a four out of five. Yeah, that, that. Yeah, that fits for me.
0: Shit. If an eight's a four out of five, I don't know if I feel like I don't know if I feel like a four out of five. Anyway, we're we don't actually care about all that type of shit. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate you. We have a lot more content. If you're into this, if you're new to us, but you like this, our backlog is deep. It goes six years. We've reviewed nearly every comic book movie that's come out. We talk about weekly comics every single week. We talk about the industry of comics. We do hard-hitting interviews with the top tier creators in comics. So check us out. We are the Comics Pals all over social media. You can watch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m., 10, 15 a.m. Eastern and Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Pools, which is our comic book review show. Uh, Our Patreon page is the place where we um, feel most supported by you guys and where we are offering a lot in return for that support. So check us out. Um, Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you across the Spider-Verse for the next one. Take care, guys. Whip, whip, baby.